From Podcast One and the Lady Gang, are you ready for a relatable, unapologetic take on life? This is the Ladies Like Us podcast with Nazanin Mandy and Nadia Mohan. Welcome to an all-new episode of Ladies Like Us. I'm Nazanin Mandy. And I'm Nadia Mohan. Good morning. Oh, man. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel it's such a heavy energy today. I understand, and I feel the same way, and it's... When is it going to stop? So what we're talking about is um, yesterday, I mean, by the time this airs, it'll be a little bit behind, but yesterday was the murder of George Floyd. Um, It was all over the internet, all over in social media. We watched it all. Um, Coincidentally, the same day was the same occurrence as Amy Cooper calling the cops on Christian Cooper in Central Park in New York. And I just, yeah. No, it's, it's not shocking, which is the worst part. Right. You know, like this has been happening for so, so long. Right. Um, It's weird because the energy you can feel people, even if it doesn't directly affect you, are really outraged. Like you can feel the energy. Of course. It's been building more so than ever. Yeah, it's getting it's getting to that point because other races besides black people, besides brown people, are starting to take note and they're starting to get outraged and they're starting to realize that this is a problem. It's been a problem. Black people have been dealing with this for decades upon decades, and it's like they're like, "Hello, we're tired. Can somebody help us?" Yeah, and it, it's just it's so frustrating to watch. It's that video. I can't even, it, it's, it like really deeply affected me when I watched I, it last night. I didn't watch the whole thing. It, you should, because it, this is what I posted. I feel like a lot of people say to themselves or whatever, I can't watch that. It's too much. You have to watch it. You have to, to submerse yourself in that and witness it so that you can, everyone can be equally as outraged as I am, as black people are, as brown people are, because that's the beginning, the very touch surface beginning of the change is for people to just say enough is enough. This has got to stop. And I agree. You know what I mean? And it's like, we can't shelter ourselves and turn away any longer from this. It's not fair. It's not okay. Yeah. Life is not fair, but this is outrageous. This is absolutely outrageous. And it's, it's happening and now the news is getting this more frequently of course. because of social media. Of because course. Even like, I think it was a woman filming it yet, um, the other day and she was outraged filming this and nobody was doing anything. For which video? What are you talking about? Uh, for the Floyd video. Oh yeah. And yeah, that was the other thing. Um, I mean, you couldn't tell the race of who the people were that were filming yeah. and watching it. I, I watched uh, a couple of different ones, but obviously all that footage is from witness witnesses Absolutely. and you can just hear the escalation in their voice, the okay. fear, the anger that they're like, yo, get off this dude. You're he can't like this man is literally saying to you, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. He is handcuffed on his belly, on his stomach. He can't, you cannot just 
get up easily like that. There is no reason for you to have your knee pushed up on the back of his neck like that to where he can't breathe. There's just absolutely no reason for it. And he's unarmed. And unarmed. And did not resist arrest like they claimed because I saw the whole video. I saw the beginning. I saw, I saw all of it. And none of that was resisting arrest. Even like the smirk on the cop's face. Yeah. Oh, he knew what he was yeah, doing. Absolutely. Fucking sicko. He yeah. had on a hat. I saw another picture that he had on, like uh, oh, the MAGA, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, but it was like make whites great again. It, I don't yeah. think it said America. I think it said make whites great again. And it's like, oh, okay. So we've already known that a shit ton of cops are already racist, but right. now they're just exercising their racism out in these streets publicly, not even hiding it, not even caring that the world is seeing it. And, you know, I mean, all that boils down to the administration that we have right now. Trump has allowed people to feel empowered in their racism. I really feel that way. No, that's a thousand percent true. Yeah. And I mean, the way he even speaks about China, like, yeah, it's it's really crazy. I mean, God. Well, it's like every opportunity he gets to say this is Chinese virus. This came from China, like China. Right, exactly. It's like he's pushing it down our throats that like exactly. Chinese people did this. Like we should not trust them, and we should, you know, he to the people that are weak minded enough to hear him and believe him. That's what they're getting. That's what they're 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 feeding their brains with. And this Which, is the leader of their con- our country that people worship. Which sadly is majority of the country. Right. So <sighs> it's, I'm just, I'm and so one of the worst parts is the cops, they only got um, fired. Right. Exactly. Like, you're not going to prosecute them for murder. I don't understand. Exactly. That is also the biggest part of the problem is yep. the lack of consequence that yep. people think that they can just go out and do this. And it's okay because they know that nothing is going to happen to them. You exactly. know, like, like the Amy Cooper chick. So for those of you that don't know, that didn't see, um, there was a gentleman by the name of Christian Cooper. He was bird watching in Central Park. And this other lady, this white woman named Amy Cooper, she was walking her dog in Central Park off the leash. And he asked her to please put your dog on a leash, which is the law, by the way. So he's asking as a citizen, asking her to abide by the law. I don't know what words were exchanged after he asked her that, but she got in a tizzy and used her white privilege to call the cops. And I say it like that because she knew exactly what she was doing when she called the cops and specifically said, an African-American man is harassing me or whatever she said in the park. I'm scared. I feel, you know, she's basically saying that she's scared for her life and she's in danger by a black man specifically and then proceeds to later in her apology statement say that she's not a racist you just performed a racist act like i don't know what is more racist than that I, I, it just it blows my mind that people are out in these streets saying that they're not racist i have black friends i'm not racist but you do these things in in yeah, I, I'm, I'm just so frustrated and it, it makes you feel so helpless because it's like, what can we do? What, it just made me start to like, my wheels 
you know, I mean, you always think about this, what can you do? What can you do? But I, I just started to think like, I, the, the only things that come to my mind currently that I have control over, that other people have control over, that I can share with other people is two things. One thing is absolutely 100% record everything you see. If you see something, you're out in the streets. A lot of people have this, it's a business mentality. It's make it your business. Make it your business to protect people, to protect black and brown people, to protect anyone. people from injustices and anyone. And record it because that is the only way that things are starting to slowly pick up now is because of social media, is because people, witnesses are recording this and sharing it with the world and people are getting outraged. Again, this has been happening for decades upon decades, but this is the only change in our society that has happened is that it, we have more exposure to it through people's videos. And it's like, that's, that's one of the only things that we can do. We can, we can try to intervene and get involved if we can, if it's safe, but at least at the very least record it and expose these people. Because imagine if Christian Cooper didn't record this woman who he was doing nothing. He was just standing there recording her as she's freaking out, calling the cops, saying that for her life no reason for no reason, literally, by the way, strangling her dog, saying that her dog is in danger. No, no, I was about to mention that animal protective services are actually after her. They have her dog in custody. They That's took hilarious. Dog. Yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. Because in the video, the dog is, she's like hanging the dog by its its neck it's sick yeah and and seriously poetic if you think about it but you know that's that's the only thing he had that proof to say i wasn't doing anything look how far away i'm standing look how i'm not saying anything look, like just look at the proof right here that this woman is just being racist and i can't even imagine what could have happened in that scenario if he didn't have that recording like absolutely it's he uh, it's just crazy and then we have Ahmad Aubrey that we never talked about that was literally murdered as well that, for just jogging that video just makes me it oh my god I, I know how frightening I know it is know. it's disgusting I'm so glad that they found these two men and the person that filmed it who it was a different person that filmed it? Yes. So it was another person. Somebody filmed it. Mm -hmm. And then it was the, the father and son in the car mm -hmm. that attacked this man for absolutely no reason because they thought he was, was uh, he that he was like a burglar or something? I don't know. I don't. Mm -hmm. and yeah, it, they and thought that he was breaking into homes. Right. That he, quote unquote, fit the profile of somebody that was breaking into the homes in that area. Right. So they decided to take the law into their hands and take this poor man's life. Like it's that is not, that is not up to us to do that. No. It, it's, oh, he felt entitled because he was a retired cop. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah. So that, I mean, there's that. And then the other thing that I was thinking about was that, the future generations, there, we have somewhat of a hold and control on our children and the future right now. And in my opinion, just the wheels have been turning. I don't have kids. I can't speak upon being a parent. However, 
I thought to myself, what would I do if I was a parent in this scenario? Would I expose my kids to this? And, and I thought to myself, yes, I would. Because yeah, I would as right, well. Exactly. And I think a lot of times, and I can speak from personal experience, my parents sheltered the shit out of me. And I grew up with rose-colored glasses as much as I could. Obviously, I still saw shit that happened in the world. But they didn't talk to me about the injustice of the world. They didn't talk to me about these things that, uh, that were happening to people. I, I saw it, but there was never that conversation. And I just kept on living my life. And it wasn't until I became an adult that I – it's just – I'm trying to find the words that – I don't want to say it clicked because – I feel like that's a late bloomer for me, but um, it, it just, I understood it more and I, and I, it resonated with me more and it's right. deeper. And I think when you're a kid and you're, that's able to happen at a younger age, it builds you into a better person as an adult, a more, a person who's more loving and accepting of other people. And, and it, that's well, it where creates, it needs to begin. It creates empathy. Exactly. And that's exactly what we're missing. Uh, yeah. In, in a very, very big way. Exactly. Like if you watch that video and you're just like, oh yeah, this shit happens all the time, which it does, but you felt nothing like, oh, you, you're, you're sick. Well, you're lacking, you're lacking empathy and you need to take note of that and realize wow, this didn't affect me as much as other people. Why? Why am I lacking empathy? And really trace that because it's a dangerous place to be when you lack empathy. And I think you can desensitize yourself, which like that kind of was starting to happen with me because Ash, your brother and I, we would watch a lot of fucked up videos on YouTube. I can't. I I know. That it's more about the shock factor of just like wow I can't believe I'm watching this I can't believe this is real like right I mean I would just divulge in that and there's still an element of of that that I can't deny that I I shouldn't say I enjoy it but I, I it's like I want to see you're in, how you're bad you're exactly yeah. I'm intrigued by the reality and truth of what really happens in the world right. but it does create, it does desensitize you and, and creates a, a lack of, of empathy. And I kind of had to stop watching that stuff and, and let myself like break away from that so that I can start to feel empathy again. And not that it ever went away, but I definitely felt like I could watch a lot of shit and not be as affected by it. And I didn't like right. that. It, it, it would weird me out. That's very introspective and mature of you to be like, you know what? This is pushing me to this direction. Let me just not. Let me right. sit down because a lot of people don't feel that way. Right, right, right. You know, that's it, that's really like that's where another form of empathy comes in. Right, right, and it takes that balance of like you don't want to not expose yourself and not see anything. Like I said before, because you, then you live in la la land and you don't know what's really happening. Right. And easy for you to just turn away and ignore this because it doesn't affect your life. It doesn't affect your world and you just keep on moving. And hence the problem. Right. We need everyone to be upset about this Absolutely. because it's a human issue. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I don't know. I just, no, I, I feel, trust me. I feel the same way 
that you feel, um, especially I'm going to have black children. One exactly. Day. Exactly. So this is, I feel this very, very deeply mm-hmm. and it sits with me and like Miguel and I talk about it all the time and it's mm-hmm. scary. And I don't know, it's, it's something where I'm already scared to have children. So this is like another level. It's another to it. So no, I, I absolutely agree with you. Of course. The fact that that black mothers and fathers have to sit down and talk to their children and say, listen, the world is different for you. Yeah. And when you go outside, it's not safe. And, and that breaks my heart. Like that is, and, and you may exactly, you may very well have to have those conversations with your kids. Yeah. You probably, yeah, you well, will. I will. And it, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's such a frustrating, helpless feeling mm-hmm. to, have, to constantly witness this and to, to not have things change and to have people feel the power that they feel to just pick up the phone and call the cops and say, a black person is bothering me. Like, come and take care of it. That shit, oh, it makes me want to scream. I, yeah. and, that, and that shit is generational. Exactly. Exactly. So they're going to pass that mentality onto mm-hmm. their children or their cousins or whoever is, is around them the most. And that pattern is just going to keep repeating. Exactly. And, and that's why I say like, we have to talk to our kids now because the more younger people that know about this, it, it, the better we are, you know, right. the better that, that they are exposed to the realities of the world, the injustices, and they know that this is not okay. They need to know now. So that they move forward in this world with compassion and empathy and respect for other people. And hopefully they can pass that on to their friends and, and we can keep this cycle going. I mean, it is wishful thinking, but it's all we have. Absolutely. It's all we have. Mm-hmm. Ugh, but anyways, um, that was a dark, it's been a dark, I, I literally have nothing else to say or nothing happy has happened. Like I just was enthralled by that all night and woke up with it and here we are. So this is this is the world this This is the world there's so oh my god the world right now let's that's a whole other topic like just everything all together like the world is in shambles yeah it's bad it's really bad and and it's it's weird because it's like i always go back and forth and think like is this just how it's supposed to not not the racism part but just like the world in shambles like is this just how it's supposed to always be because there's always something i mean through every generation there is always some bullshit and it's like well i do i do think that us as like a society we need these huge monumental things to happen in order to change right you know, like a lot of people are, you know, they're very complacent or they learn the hard way. And it's like mm-hmm. sometimes really big things need to happen in order to grow and to evolve. Yes. Um, so that might be the case. I mean, obviously, I don't know for a fact, but like I feel that way a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It forces people out of yes. situations and forces Absolutely. change. Absolutely. <sighs> but man, can we stop killing people? Like, can we just I stop mean, with that? <laughs> Yeah. Like let's like, like people's lives matter. It's yeah. just to, to, to put your knee on somebody's the back of their neck and they're screaming that they can't breathe and you're okay with it. And you're just like, well, this is my job. It, it, 
I, I, they need to, they need to go to prison. They need to like, Oh no, this, they, this is murder. Yeah, absolutely. 100% murder. It's, it's so frustrating that there's no consequences. That's the other change that needs to happen. But mm-hmm. I don't, it's it just, again, I feel helpless. I think a lot of people feel helpless. How can we make that change, you know? Right. And, then, and, and then it's like, it's like, okay, so we have the polit- the political race happening. And of course, everybody wants Trump out of office. But it's like, it's Joe Biden any better? I don't know. Like, what is he even bringing to the table? What is he promising us? It, it, it's it's like, know. who's the better of, of two evils? Yeah, exactly. He's the quote unquote lesser of two evils that yeah. we know of right now. Like he's not in power yet. We don't know what he's capable of. Like I think people get caught up with the fact that he was in the Obama administration and, Oh, he hung tough with, with Obama. So, you know, he's down with black people and all this shit. And it's like, we don't know that. Like, we don't know any of that shit. People change when they become it, when they be, when they receive power as well. So, True anyways, that. that was frustrating. <laughs> We're supposed to have a fun episode today. <laughs> we all need a break now and then. Why not keep your brain active while you relax? That's why I love the fun puzzle game, Best Fiends. When you need some me time, Best Fiends is a fun escape from the everyday. There are thousands of fun challenges and tons of cute characters to collect along the way. I've been playing Best Fiends for so long, I'm still very competitive with my friends. The games never get old. And one of the best parts, it does not require internet to play, so you don't need to worry about Wi-Fi access or using cell data. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Washing our hands is always one of the most important things we can do. And especially right now, I've been washing my hands more now than ever, which can unfortunately lead to painful, dry, cracked skin, and nobody wants to deal with that. Caldrea can make things Caldrea can make this more enjoyable. Caldrea's line of hand care products includes both hand soaps and moisturizing lotions that are incredibly effective thoughtfully formulated and smell divine available in indulgent scents like ginger pomelo and basil blue sage you'll reach for these products again and again right now i'm really obsessed with the ginger pomelo scent i use the soap to wash my hands then i follow it up with the ginger pomelo lotion right after i love how the scent actually lasts it makes me want to constantly smell my hands throughout the day Right now, get free shipping on orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That's C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Visit caldrea.com and add wonder to your washing. Today, Naz and I decided that we were going to interview ourselves. So, I'm going to interview Naz. Naz is going to interview me. Yes. And... (laughs) So my questions, there's like a mix of like funny and serious. Okay. Mine's kind of like that too. Okay. 
Okay. We don't, we don't, we don't know disclaimer. We don't know each other's questions. So we are not prepped on any of this. All our answers are going to be spontaneous and real. Okay. So I'll start with one and it'll be, it's a lighter note kind of. Okay. So my first question is the bone Mary or ghost three male celebrities. Okay. So here are your options. Donald Trump. Really? Eva Flave. <laughs> wow. Or Harvey Weinstein. Go ahead. Wow. Wow. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you are an asshole. How the hell? I, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, out of those three, like Flavor Flav is the top option. Obviously. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but it's like, do I want to bone him or marry him? I'm going to say Mary because Mary is for the rest of my life. And I know at least I'm going to have a good time with Flavor Flav. We can laugh. <laughs> yeah, he can hype you up every yeah. day. <laughs> but bone, are you freaking kidding me? I... <laughs> Can I plead the fifth on this one? Like, are we, should we add a rule where we can plead the fifth for one? your question, sure. Because that is, that's foul. I can't, (laughs) I can't even say, I'm ghosting both of them. I can't. I'll marry Flavor Flav and I'm not bony. Anybody else? (laughs) Mary, she's in a bone Flavor Flav and she's going to marry him. There you go. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Or. We could do a plot twist. Um, does Harvey Weinstein still have a lot of money? <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Okay. okay, so I can marry him because he's going to be in jail. So I'll marry him and take over his millions, and then he can okay. just rot in jail. And then I'll bone favor Flav and ghost Trump. So there you that. go. Boom. All right. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> okay. I'll go next. Um, this one is like totally not <laughs> like yours. <laughs> okay. What piece of advice have you been given or told that is beneficial, but has been the most difficult for you to put into practice? Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, this is deep. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I can give you one of them. Okay. And this one is is like a duh obvious hello, right? Like, but it's just it's just one of those things. It's like it's hard for you to like follow or whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, okay. Trying to attain perfection in everything that I do. Oh Lord, that is it's very but, but, very hard for me. But but how is that advice though? That like. Well, I mean, it could like a lot of, I mean, obviously like I've been told a lot, especially a lot recently, like especially Uh work, like sometimes you just have to pull the trigger and do it. And it's like, you can't can't always strive for that perfection because even in work and really anything you do, it's not going to be perfect. And especially for mm-hmm. me, like my standards, especially in work is very high. My standards in myself right. is very high. And it's mm-hmm. like, you could literally drive yourself crazy 
And then nothing, mm-hmm. nothing gets done if you don't just do it. If you don't just put it out there, put it out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just put it out there. Right. And that's right. one of like the hardest um, lessons mm-hmm. that I have to practice or advice that I have to practice and remind myself like, hey, mm-hmm. be easy on yourself because first of all, everybody battles something similar to this. You know, exactly. we all want to put the best out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't let it take over and you can't let it stop your potential and you can't let it, you know, put fear in you. So Mm -hmm. anything that has to, any advice that has to do with like perfection, that's been a very hard thing for me to battle. Mm -hmm. I can see that. That's a good one. I like that. That, And that's very relatable for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I feel like that too sometimes that sometimes I will stop from doing things because it's like all the elements are not there and all the elements are not right. So therefore we can't move forward. And it's like, just, yeah. And, and like you said, I think it is, it's not a bad thing to strive for perfection, but to know that perfection doesn't really even really exist. First of all, I think perfection is like a figment of our imaginations. It is. Because really what is perfection? You know? Yeah. It's and, like a false standard that we individually have created, mm-hmm. our own false standard. Totally. And it's like, exactly. even let's say like body image. And I was thinking of this like this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm like this, like who set this societal standard of beauty and body image? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, why are we all trying Instagram. to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, why are we all trying to attain this? Like, mm-hmm. why can't we just feel our own individual best self and why right. can't that be okay? Exactly. And that is so prevalent right now. Yeah. And I think that us having these conversations and more and more women stepping up and saying, you know, you're beautiful the way you are and stop comparing yourself to everybody else. And you know, it, it, obviously it's easier said than done because yeah. we all struggle with it. We all, I mean, I deal with it all the time. I literally told Omar the other day I wanted to get a boob job because I'm like, really? I've had these boobs for a long time and I want them to be up under my chin now. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. these things that we have about our bodies that it's, it's tough, man. But I love yeah. that. That was a good one. Yeah. I love that question. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's see. Let me get. Okay. How old were you when you first realized you were funny? And do you ever <laughs> feel pressure to always be bubbly? Uh, I don't know because I'm just myself and I just say what comes to my mind And then people laugh at it. So like, I never had this conscious thing of like, oh, I'm funny. Like, this is who I am. I'm funny. It just, I think I just enjoy, I've always been a laugher. I've always laughed. I laugh when I'm happy. I laugh when I'm sad. I laugh when I'm angry. I, I can't control it. Like, it's just a part of me. And I used to always get told when I was younger, like from other classmates, why do you always laugh? Like it was like such a bad thing. And, right. and I was like, it made me feel kind of shame too. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I was like, it's funny to me. Like, I don't know. 
And I mean, part of it is probably my defense mechanism that I, I rely on that in tough situations to make me feel better because I'm this person that goes through life and it's like, shit, shit is rough sometimes. And sometimes you really do just have to stand back and laugh and be like, wow, this is some bullshit. Like, I can't even control this right now. Right. But this is all I have. I have control over being happy and my happiness and that's it. So there's that. Um, I don't, I guess like as I got older, people, I think when I meet new people, when I encounter new people for the first time and I, and I kind of like crack jokes and make them laugh and then they laugh and say, you know, you're funny or you're like, you're this or whatever. Then I'm like, oh, I guess I am because they don't know me. You know what I mean? It's not like you guys and we have this repertoire where we just crack jokes and we all think we're funny. It's like they don't know me and they're judging me for the first time and they're saying I'm funny. So I guess I must be funny. Like, right. So there's that. Um, and the pressure to feel bubbly. <sighs> Darla always asks me this. It's so funny. Um, I don't feel pressure. It's just who I am. And there have been some times when I think like I'm, when I'm not, when I'm just feeling my feelings or I'm just going through shit or I just don't feel like laughing that people kind of take note and they're like, are you okay? Like something's really wrong. And I'm just, I'm fine. Like, you know what I mean? So there's those moments where it's like, damn, I can't even just not be funny and laugh. Like I can just be normal. And people think there's something wrong with me. Like, you know what I mean? So there's that, but I don't pay much attention to the pressure of that. I just, Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, you just, you're very consistently you, which is amazing. Yeah. I try to be, I, I try, you know, it, that's all we can be is just consistently ourselves. <laughs> A thousand percent. Okay. What is the dumbest or most ridiculous thing that you've spent money on? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're like, why did I do this? <laughs> Man, the dumbest thing. Or just uh, like, why did I spend money? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think because it's nothing recent. Uh huh. Because I've been like, you know, I'm like saving to like buy a house. So I'm like, you know, nothing's like recent. Yeah, you're um, mindful and mature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm trying to think like younger years. Um, that's hard. I that's know, it's hard. Question. We could always come back. <laughs> yeah, let me think about that. Okay, let me ask you another one. Okay. Um, okay. What sort of things spark up your anxiety? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you're like everything, <laughs> everything. Um, okay. So one thing is like thinking about what I have to do tomorrow mm-hmm. instead of being in the present moment. So mm-hmm. like we could, like, we could literally be in the spa or the jacuzzi and I'm like going through the list, mm-hmm. of everything I have to do tomorrow. And it's giving me anxiety mm-hmm. because, oh my God, I'm like, what if I don't hear my alarm in the morning? Then I miss an hour. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not on my schedule. And then, then it just kind of like spirals out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that gives me anxiety is, um, how do I explain this? Um, the easiest way would be fear of failure gives me anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to battle that a lot. Like going back to the first one, not being perfect and not 
withholding those standards that you have for yourself. Yeah. Like it's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, man, I'm putting in all this effort. I'm working as hard as I can. Mm -hmm. What if this is for nothing? Right. Like that that gives me anxiety. But then I I tell myself, I'm like, but you're, you're crossing all the boxes Mm -hmm. and you're trying your best. And that is all you can do. And if you are meant to do this, you will not miss your opportunity. Exactly. Boom. Right there. That's exactly what it is because you're not somebody that's out in these streets that doesn't have talent and, and is like trying to chase this dream and, Mm -hmm. and they don't have it. You know what I mean? You're not that person. So you are putting in the work and when it comes to those things, especially in the industry you're in, it's a matter of time, honestly. It's just keep showing up, keep doing the work. Eventually something will happen. That's yeah. really what it is. It, no, you, you said it and that's yeah. 100% true. And it's like, I have to remind myself that like, if I get frustrated or like, it's like a lot of the times, like I'll go out for things and the roles will come down to me and another person. And it's right. like the person books it. And I'm just like, okay, that stuff is out of my hands. Cause they mm-hmm. might want someone taller. They might want somebody mm-hmm. with blonde hair. They might, you don't know, like it's, you just don't know. And those are things that are out of your hands. Yeah. So I have to remind myself, like the opportunities that are for you will not miss you. So exactly. Yeah. Those were not meant for you, but yeah. at the same time you are human and it does feel really shitty to be putting in all the work and to come in second place. Like, you know, yeah. time after time. And you're not alone in that. A lot of actresses and actors feel that way. It's it's the nature of the business, you know? Yeah. I feel like that too with, with doing makeup. It's like you second guess how good you are because yes. you're not getting the high jobs. You're just like, am I even that good then? Why am I not getting these jobs? Why am I not working with these people? And it really fucks with your head. Absolutely. And so, yeah, you have to like really talk yourself out of that because it can get dangerous. No, absolutely. Nice. Good one. (sighs) What other horrible questions do you have for me? (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) Let's see. Um, If you could trade lives with anyone in the world for one week, who would it be and why? Oh, man. Damn. Yeah, that one's hard. Oh, that one's like takes a minute to think about anyone in the world and who would it be? I mean, probably just some like rich heiress girl, <laughs> like Paris Hilton or something. Like, <laughs> let me just see how you live, real quick, girl. <laughs> you could DJ in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Like, let me just hop on the plane to Brazil, DJ, then hop on the yacht and bounce around and like. <laughs> I would like to try that for a minute. No responsibility. <laughs> I that's the only thing I can think of. I feel that. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite Disney movie of all time? Oh, that's hard. I know. It is. It is. Okay. I have... You know what? I have to... Mm, mm, it's so hard. Um, I love the original Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yes. Classic. Because the animation... Mm-hmm. Is just it's so special. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it reminds me of my childhood because mm-hmm. I watched that movie over and over. I broke the tape because I watched it so much. That's hilarious. That was me with Cinderella. I broke. See, I love yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love the movie. Um, that one for me was because of the animals. I was like obsessed with like the mice. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> nope. So like so yeah, Sleeping Beauty, and then Aladdin's like right literally like right next to it so do you, do you remember that we um went to go see aladdin with your mom in the theater me you and Ash. yep yep i remember, I remember that. that we were so naz and i were like blown away because she was middle eastern yep. <laughs> oh my god she's like us <laughs> we were so excited to see that i totally remember that movie it was so oh so good so I so think neck and neck those are like my two favorite yeah those are really I mean Sleeping Beauty is it's beautiful it's such a, uh, a like you said the animation it's got that old vintage feel to it and really I cool. I love it every time I watch it I'm just like this is so dope like it's yeah. really special and the remake the freaking Maleficent was so oh, good too. that movie that's one of my top favorites as mm-hmm. well did you yeah. see the sec- you said you saw the second one I liked no? it I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. I need to see it. Yeah, it was really good. Okay, should we try to squeeze in one more, or yeah, let's do you one more and then I'll do one more? Okay. Um, let me see. Your favorite physical feature? I've never asked you this. Hmm. <sighs> let's see. I have a few actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good about myself right now. <laughs> um. I will say that I really love my hair. I've always had uh-huh. um, really resilient, healthy, no matter what. I mean, I went through a phase <laughs> where I, I bleached my whole head and chopped it into a bob, and it was super cute for a moment, but then I didn't know how to take care of it, so it all broke off, and it was a disaster, and that was a rough time in my life. <laughs> there was that, but my hair is like, really done a full recovery. Um, and yeah, I, I really love my hair. It just, it's, it's always served me well. And I just, I don't know. It's like a part of me. Like it's like my signature thing, this long flowy. No, you have amazing hair. amazing hair. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will say my hair. And then I will say that when I do work out, I, I really like my legs when I work out. Not when I work out. <laughs> no, not when I work out. Yeah, you have amazing legs. Right, thank too. you. I mean, they're short, but they're strong. <laughs> and they, um, yeah, I just have really strong legs and I feel the strength in my legs and it feels nice to, to have that. And I always think of Nana because Nana always had these shapely, nice legs and I always think of her. Yep. She gave me that. <laughs> yeah, she did. And then when you're like her age like older they're gonna be like so good i hope so i gotta i gotta go work out right now (laughs) (laughs) okay let's see i still have so many good ones um if you can go back in time is there anything you would change about your wedding day or the wedding planning process oh that's a good question (laughs) anything that you learn like in retrospect that you're like i wouldn't do that again or whatever you know what i mean there yes there's a few Mm -hmm. Um, so on a personal like standpoint, I actually would have asked Jesus to be a bridesmaid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, would have in a gown and, and all. Yes, he would have. And so I'm, I regret that. Uh huh. Um, 
Actually, I don't think most people know this. I don't know if I told you. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually got my period the morning of the wedding. Oh, you did tell me. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, you know, you're bloated and uncomfortable. Like, yeah. That's something obviously like I can't control unless I was on like birth control and taking the pill. Right. Um, I wish that didn't happen. Yeah, that's always shitty. It was so shit. Like I was like, really? But let me tell you, you looked amazing. No one knew you were on your period and you did Thank not look bloated. God. So you're good. <laughs> Thank God. Cause I felt like I was just like, oh my God, you're uncomfortable. It was Yeah. I was trying not to let that get to me. Like it was that really sucks. Plus, and plus we didn't, you guys didn't really have time to bone that night anyways, because we were up all night, so. Well, we <laughs> found a time. <laughs> of course. Um, That's hilarious. What else would I change? Um, sometimes I think about, and it's not like Eduardo's fault or anything like that. I was mm-hmm. like, maybe I should have switched when I walked down the aisle for the ceremony, having my hair down, and then for the party, putting it up. Mm. sometimes I think about that but then Mm -hmm. I'm like "Eh, that's so minimal like who cares yeah um that and and I feel like your hair up with the I don't know I liked it up I feel like down with your formal gown it just would have kind of like I don't know I, I don't think that I don't think that at all I think what you did was good Okay, good. Yeah. Sometimes I'll look at it and be like, I wonder how it would have looked if it was down, like blown out and down, but whatever. That's no, like it was not, good. That's not even a big deal. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else would I have changed? Uh, um, I, Anything in like the planning process? The planning process. The planning process went pretty smoothly. It was you know, hectic because of like the people and like putting tables together, like that stuff actually was, wasn't easy mm-hmm. um, because you want certain people to sit together, but there's only a certain amount of chairs at a table. And like some people get weird and like, mm-hmm. that was kind of difficult. And let's be real. Most families have drama and yeah. when you have I mean, a wedding, you have to yes. And yeah. when you have a wedding, you have to be mindful of the drama and where you seat people which is so ridiculous, but it is what it is. Right. Um, I wish I would have made time to eat the food that we bought. I know. Because Miguel and I didn't really eat. I know. um, Except in and out at the end, thank God. Like we Mm -hmm. grabbed our burgers and we're like, that was really our first meal. That saved us. I know. (laughs) It absolutely saved us. Yeah. Um, What else would I have changed? Um... I'm trying to think of the prop, like going back. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, I listed off a good amount. Yeah, I love the Jesus one. That's oh I'm yeah. Talking. No, I would. Uh, I definitely would have <laughs> asked him to be a bridesmaid. That's amazing. <laughs> like, damn it! Like <laughs> with his long flowing hair and his gown, <laughs> so good. Put us all to shame. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. That was such a fun day. Oh, I know what I would have changed. Okay, this is a major, major change. Okay. I wish us bridesmaids would have got better pictures. Yes, I agree with that completely. Yeah. It felt like kind of rushed or something. All of it felt rushed. 
Yeah, and which is typical for weddings. That always happens. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel like the guys got way more better pictures together than we did. Yeah, they did. Sucks. Like, I love the ones on the bed and in the hallway, but it just seemed like we didn't have that many. No, like, I wish that um, I could have spent more time scouting, like, location. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. was like, we got there and then you had to get ready for, like, rehearsal dinner and then I was yeah. so tired and like over and I just went to bed and like yeah and it was it's crazy too yeah. yeah it's so much I know shit sucks so but yeah I think my biggest okay. regret is us not taking more pictures right right I, I agree with you on that one all right guys that was fun I like that we should do that again I still have more questions <laughs> you I hope you guys enjoyed it. If Naz and I decide to do it again, maybe we'll reach out to you guys and see if there's any questions you want to know about us that we can ask each other. Um, But yeah, that was fun. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ladies Like Us from The Lady Gang and Podcast One. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Baquet. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. Hey, I'm Autumn Calabrese, and I have a question for you. How do you do life? I might be a superstar trainer, but I'm also a boy mom, sister, daughter, friend, and entrepreneur. You might think my life is all working out and cooking healthy, delicious recipes, but trust me, there is so much more to it, and this is it. This is all of those real moments you talk about with your family and friends. Ever wonder what else life has to offer? Bring your curious appetite, and let's do life together. Subscribe now at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and PodcastOne.com.